Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because For many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email 
explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away, and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hello. Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. And... Today's episode is sponsor-free, ad-free, because it's a longer episode, and it's all about how I manifested a broken arm. And I know what you're thinking, why the fuck would somebody manifest a broken arm? Well, this is reality, guys. We have control over what we bring into our lives through our thoughts, through our words, through what we write, through our conversations, and I'm here to let you know that by feeding into fear and toxic ways of thinking, we can actually manifest negative scenarios to come into our life as well. 
So this episode, I dive deep into me breaking my arm in the summer, this past summer, and how I truly think that it was the start of my Saturn return. I get into how my life drastically crumbled and changed, uh, teaching with with an injury, um, going through surgery, healing after surgery, uh, teaching a yoga retreat with a broken arm, and I, I just dive into what actually went down physically, emotionally, and how the fuck I got through it, and what helped me get through it, and, and how my arm break and the surgery and everything actually helped me become stronger, a stronger teacher, a stronger human, a better friend. Um, I talk about how it actually opened up my mind to receiving more clairvoyance in my life and how it helped me receive downloads and thoughts and ideas. Um, I talk about how I had to take Percocet for a month and a half. I talk about what helped me get through it mainly and all the tips and tricks that I can offer you guys from my experience of what helped me get through the hottest and most painful summer of my life because when this happened, it was the dead summer in Miami and I was wearing a cast all summer long. Couldn't even put leggings on, couldn't get dressed myself. Um, It was a shit show, but it made me stronger and I get all into it. I explain, you know, why I think injuries happen to us and I I talk about a lot about how we can flip our perspective and how we can find ways to still be content and happy even through one of the darkest times of our lives and painful times of our lives like there's there's a way to get through it and yeah I really hope this episode helps somebody who's injured or maybe you can share it with somebody who is injured, share it with a friend, family member, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, anybody who you think needs it. There's no advertisements or sponsors or anything in this episode because I don't want to waste your time. Um, But I do mention in, in the episode that I still have my GoFundMe and it is up and running. I am in a lot of debt with my surgery and my ER visit that I talk all about in this episode. Um, I'm, I'm in over $10,000 worth of medical bill debt and it's, it's my own fault because I couldn't get insurance, couldn't get health insurance um, that year that it happened. Um, and this is a huge, you know, reminder to everybody that even though you might not need to go to the doctor every day, Um, it's very smart to get a low-cost medical insurance just for emergencies like this. So if you're interested in making a donation to my GoFundMe, um, I'll put the link in my show notes, but it's basically GoFundMe slash Help Gab's Healing, and anything helps. Small, Small donations help a lot as well, and... I am so grateful for this community um, for supporting me and, you know, I'm doing this podcast because it makes me feel good and it it's helping me connect to people on a more 3D, 5D level because Instagram is one dimensional and I feel like it's just starting to phase out and 
I've become more obsessed with speaking and writing rather than posting pictures and I just I want I need more like real I need more real raw connections with people and I'm being completely vulnerable in all these episodes and I really hope that this episode helps you guys so feel free to share it with a friend family member screenshot tag me on Instagram if you don't follow me on Instagram already gypsy love flow and yeah let's just get right into it hope you enjoy it here we go before I get into how my life changed so dramatically when I broke my arm and that story and everything that came with it I want to let you guys know that when you get injured that is the universe literally telling your body to slow down and that it's time to rest you know before this whole thing happened to me I I was feeling invincible I felt like my body was invincible I would never get injured you know I was strong um, my, my body was strong, my mind was strong, no, nothing, could, nothing could stop me, nothing could phase me. And even though my accident happened when I was skateboarding, um, it didn't happen when I was running or doing, doing everyday things, I usually don't skateboard, but it happened when I was skateboarding and it was a freak accident and I think that when this happened, the minute it happened and I looked down at my arm, I felt the universe. <laughs> I felt the universe pointing their finger at me and laughing and saying, ha ha. And that's how I felt. I felt this energy from the universe basically, you know, making fun of me and saying, oh, you thought you were invincible? Oh, well, now what? So this is why this episode is called Manifesting a Broken Arm. And I know that some of you are probably thinking, why the fuck would she manifest something horrible like that? But the truth is, when it comes to manifesting, sometimes we still are so unaware of the stories we tell ourselves and the lack of believing in ourselves that that could actually bring negative scenarios into our life. If we don't acknowledge the power that we hold in our thoughts, in our words, and in our practices, then we are not aware of what we're bringing into our life. Good, bad, amazing, doesn't matter. We can bring in amazing things. We can bring in really detrimental things to our life. So this is a typical tale of someone being so anxious about the future and things quote unquote going wrong that things eventually, well, go wrong. Just like manifesting our dreams and our desires, we subconsciously can manifest horrible situations into our life if we continue to feed the seed of fear within us. We all know what this is. Fear of failure, fear of death, fear of getting in an accident, fear of losing a loved one, fear of 
something happening to us on that vacation. If we keep feeding into these fears, then of course something's going to happen. We all know this roller coaster wave effect of life. Things are going amazing. We feel the universe and how she has our back. And then all of a sudden, the momentum freaks you out. The positive momentum trips you out thinking, oh shit, is this going to end? Is something going to go wrong? Because when everything is going so smooth, it's kind of like, okay, I'm feeling skeptical and this is too good to be true. Regardless, things are always going to end. Jobs, opportunities, relationships, phases, moods, depression, and anxiety. Everything is temporary. This goes for the good and the bad in our lives. The ego is the first part of our souls to take down ourselves and to try to, t to rip apart the highest self so that we get nudged off our path. It's mind tricks, it's mind games, and it's the universe throwing us tests. Without these tests, things would be too easy, wouldn't they? What we can do is mentally and spiritually prepare ourselves to brace up for these ego tricks. If we're so easily gullible to the ego's lies, then no wonder manifesting negative things can come so quick and easy and feel so intense. Good and bad will come into our lives either way, but we just need to find gratitude and bliss while things are going amazing. And if we can find abundance and gratitude when things are going great, that's the first step. We have to connect our trust, our faith, our motivation, even when shit is kind of hitting the fan. In my perspective, I thought things were going a little bit too smooth, and I was just sitting, waiting anxiously for something shitty to happen, and that's not a way to live. That is planting the seed for the universe and basically telling the universe, well, I'm prepared for something bad to happen, so send it over. That's not the way to live a life. So... On July 8th, I decided to take a spontaneous trip to Key West with an old friend. He was bored in Fort Lauderdale, and the humid summer of Miami was somewhat emotionally paralyzing us. So we went out on a limb and drove his van to the Keys. The ride was incredibly fun and innocent. We jammed to 90s rock songs that spun us in a cloud of nostalgia. Joel sipped on beers while I was sipping on kombucha. While this was all happening, I thought to myself, things feel way too perfect right now. And actually, when I think back to before we left on the trip, I thought to myself, should I go on this trip, this little day trip to Key West, or is this stupid? Is something bad going to happen? Like, I don't normally do this. Well, I'm not sure if that was my gut or my intuition but I'm going to get into that a little bit later and how I think that this happened in a way. Um, and I think that this, this accident happened and it, it kind of saved my life. So I'm going to stick a pin in that and I'll come to that later. While this was all happening, I, you know, I, felt, this, I felt like this scenario was too perfect. And the self-sabotage had settled in and got comfortable within my mind frame. 
That day was filled with sunbathing, eating fruit, and swimming out to the rocks in Key West waters. I had never really taken a spontaneous trip vacation like that, so I was super excited to be away from Miami and in a totally new atmosphere, even though it was just a couple of days. So let's get to the part where I actually broke my arm. <laughs> Me and Joel, we, um, we went to a few bars, and I, I think I only had maybe one or two drinks. I think he had a lot more than I did, but I, I wasn't really drinking, and I hadn't drank for months before this, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll just have one, whatever. So the night of the incident, me and Joel walked to the pier where everyone watches the sunset in Key West, and there was a hippie couple with an Indo board letting people try it, and invincible me thought that I'd be great at it. Joel went first, and he was good at it because he's obviously good at skateboarding. He's He used to be a skateboarder. He still is, and he's really good. And then it was my turn, and I guess... In the end, when I think about how embarrassed I was, it was an embarrassment to myself, an embarrassment to my friend. I was also in a large group of people, so I didn't know how to react appropriately. And it was one of the most mind-fucked experiences of my life. I fell right on my hand. My, my arm basically snapped and my wrist crushed. And like I said, when this happened, First of all, I was filled with adrenaline and I had no idea what was even going on. So when I got up and I looked at my arm, I didn't even realize that it was broken. I just thought I I thought that it was fine. And then when Joel looked at my arm, that's when I realized that something was wrong. My arm was bent in half, literally. And just like that, my entire universe closed and then a completely new channel opened. And I truly do feel like this was the moment my Saturn return actually started. Because a lot of people have said that when you enter your Saturn return, something serious happens. Um, arm breaks and bone breaks are very, very common when you enter your Saturn return. And like I said before, the moment this happened, I felt the universe nudge me. And basically, I heard her say, oh, you thought that everything was fine? Well, now look at what's going on. You're not invincible. Like, hello, I'm the universe. I run this shit. And I was getting by, and all of my fear and all of my negative juju, and maybe this is past karma that, that hit me as well, it fucking came in hard and strong. This entire scenario was a pure test of self-resilience and how much I can really take care of myself even when feeling constricted and not able to do normal things like everyone else. Um, you know, an injury is going to make you super aware of, of just how amazing your life was before the injury and that night was just a crazy night we we had to go to the ER and we went to the only ER that was open in Key West and we had to take a lift 
the lift was like 30, 30 minute ride with my broken arm. My head was spinning. My, my life felt like it was just over. I was thinking about how my first yoga retreat was coming up and how was I going to teach and I couldn't believe this and I was how was I going to pay for the ER visit how was I going to pay for surgery if I needed to get surgery I was freaking the fuck out like I don't even I, I, I feel like I blacked out in a way we get to the ER and they had to reset my arm and at this point I started to get really uncomfortable um the pain was settling in and they said the only way to reset the arm was if i was put under anesthetics and they could snap it back into place and for my entire life i had this huge fear of being put under anesthesia but i had absolutely no choice so they put me under even though i was freaking out and it was super quick i think i was only under anesthesia for like 10 minutes they reset it, they took x-rays, and the doctor at the ER basically told me, like, this is what's probably going to need to happen, you're probably going to have to get surgery, you're probably going to have to get pins and screws in your arm, and my heart collapsed, like, I was, I didn't even know how to react, I thought he was kidding, um, because I didn't think it was that big of a deal, I thought that I was going to be able to just get it snapped back into place, that'd be it, and... When he told me that news, I looked at Joel and his like his eyes like bugged out and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I don't have health insurance. It was like my entire world had just like fucking crumbled to pieces and, and that's how it felt. I felt, I felt, I felt defeated. I felt fucked. I felt like my world was over. It was completely done and there were so many things that I wanted to work on that this summer. Um... You know, I, I planned my, my first yoga retreat, which I still did, but there were so many other things that I wanted to focus on, and this was kind of just like the universe telling me to chill, that I have other things to do, I need to focus on my body and slowing down, and yeah, this entire experience just really taught me the lesson of slowing it down, to slow down life to slow down my overproductive mind and the constant feeling of needing to, to work out all the time and the constant feeling of, of doing yoga and OCD stretching and all this. And I felt like, I, you know, this internal rushing that I've, that I've had about my career and my fi financial stability and finding love and finding myself, none of that mattered because when I broke my arm, reality set in. And instead of putting so much pressure on those, those you know, realities within my life, um, the desire of having it, having my life just kind of get normal was, was the only thing I could get focused on. Um, healing my arm, being healthy, and being able to... To, to move on and I knew it was going to take months I knew that it was going to be a long process and for anybody that is dealing with an injury right now or they had dealt with an injury or maybe you're still healing like believe me I know how you feel um, the universe is telling us to slow down and I had to slow my fucking roll and wait for everything to come to me and it was an opportunity for me to kind of 
use that time and take advantage of it and in a way it was kind of nice because the pressure of of bartending and the pressure of of doing things that kind of were out of out of my realm I couldn't do it anymore I couldn't bartend I couldn't waitress so obviously I had to like slow down completely um I had to put in the work of my mental practice, my spiritual practice, my mental strength, and I needed to be patient. And this entire injury literally pushed me to allow myself to enjoy it and embrace my body in how it was and how it was healing. And it made me realize how how perfect my life and my practice and everything was, even though I was constantly comparing my body and my inversion practice to so many people's practices on Instagram, which inversions are not everything, people. Yoga is not just about how you can do a handstand or how you can do a a forearm stand or how you can do all these crazy press-ups. Like, And it's funny because around this time of my injury, I was just beginning to be able to do my press-up. And, you know, not that it even matters, but it's just funny because the real yoga, the real mental, spiritual yoga, I feel like I unlocked a new dimension of my spiritual practice when my arm broke. And it was, it's a practice of patience. It's a practice of... um compassion towards myself it was a practice of surrendering and not attaching myself to physical outcomes and the the stigma and the the narcissism of of how yoga can be because when you scroll on instagram and all you see is people pressing up into the perfect like headstand or handstand that's not yoga and it's great it's i'm not i'm not shitting on anybody that that loves inversions and maybe that's their entire practice but that's not what yoga is only about it's not about the physical practice it's about how you're going to handle situations like this off the mat how how are your reactions to crazy things that happen in your life off the mat um how can you how can you treat yourself with love even in in the hardest situations and that's that's when the yoga off the mat really really set in into me and in my life because before that I was just practicing to practice because it made me feel good and I didn't have as much gratitude for my body as I should have I had never been injured like this before so I mean this this literally opened up a new chapter of my life and I just needed to let myself be happy even though I was going through pain and a broken arm and surgeries and all that. I needed to live in the moment because life is way too short and we take it for granted. So we get all tied up in our goals and whatever it is that we're manifesting and we don't realize how easy we do have it, how perfect things really are until something drastic or life-changing happens, which completely knocks us off our feet but grounds us at the same time that arm break and that whole scenario literally catapulted me into this reality of like the world is gonna keep moving and flowing and turning and 
things are not all in my control and I need I needed I needed that reality check I definitely did the universe was telling me and showing me in huge bold letters that I must relax I must breathe I must move slower I must take care of my body and my emotional mentality and I have to understand that everything will happen in its own time because rushing gets us nowhere and hoping and wishing and beating ourselves up about something we don't have isn't going to get us anywhere. Getting injured is a wake-up call. And I, right when that happened, I told myself, I'm going to listen and I'm going to do my best to enjoy this summer regardless of having my broken arm. It kind of pushed me into this new mindset of, wow, like, I... I want to just enjoy every moment for what it is and not take it for granted and not miss anything and I can't believe that that I've let my life go by and not with not as much gratitude as I should have had and it made me just instantly push me into this like present in the moment I'm going to live life to the fullest mentality. My mission was to find other things that make me happy other than doing yoga or using the sauna, which was going to be tremendously hard, but I still did it. And even though it was going to be challenging and sort of like a game to see what I could and couldn't do, um, it was kind of enjoy, it was, I found it to be enjoyable that I... I had this time to kind of not push myself and not put too much thought in, into the things in my life. Like it was time to really simplify and disconnect from anyone that I couldn't handle. I had to really focus on my healing and it, it honestly pushed me in, into this new way of thinking about my yoga practice. Like I, even when I had my sling before my surgery and after my surgery when I was starting to heal and I had my sling I found ways to stretch and use one arm in postures and I, I, I used aerobic bands and weights and my yoga wheel and I, I found ways to still have at least a yin practice because without yin I knew that I would lose a lot of my flexibility and yin is my favorite practice recently. I don't do a lot of power yoga. I teach a lot of power yoga, but I don't, I don't go to classes a lot. So at least I still had my restorative and my yin practice. And that alone, I found a, a whole new love for it because I was so grateful on the days that I couldn't do much and I was exhausted. At least I could stretch. At least I could open my hips. At least I could open my hamstrings and my heart and... You know, even though I had a cast on my arm and a pin holding my wrist together, there were still ways of, of living my life to the fullest. And I, you know, there were days when I wasn't motivated and, you know, I felt really let down and defeated and like I couldn't move. I felt constricted. Um, I wasn't even able to really use my phone like in the beginning, I remember before the surgery, um, since my wrist was crushed, even just like pressing the home button on my iPhone, I didn't have the strength in my in my thumb because 
my entire wrist was detached. Like, I didn't have a wrist. I couldn't open things. I couldn't cook. I couldn't cut things. I, I couldn't throw out my trash. I couldn't use a broom. I couldn't, I couldn't pick up my cat. I couldn't even, like, I could barely do anything. I felt, I felt so crippled that it was kind of humbling in a way. It kind of forced me to, like, be in this, this mindset of, like, okay, time to chill and if I can't do it on my own, then I'll find a way. And if I can't, then I'll just have to move on to the next thing. If I can't open this jar of food, then I will have to eat something else. If I can't lift up this bag, then I'll have to just leave it there and ask somebody for help later. When you're injured, you have to kind of connect to this, this place of not feeling guilt or shame asking people for help. Um take advantage of being injured if that sounds fucked up I mean when you're injured it's not wrong to ask people for help it's it's empowering let people help you it's if it's gonna make them feel good and it's gonna help you that's that's a win-win so yeah it started to become like a game like what can I do what can I do with my body um and the surgery was was really intense. It, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was an insane surgery, and I thought that it wasn't gonna be that intense. But um, because of course the surgeons are gonna say, "Oh no, you're gonna be fine. You're not. You're gonna be all good. Whatever." <clears throat> that wasn't really the case. Um. I had always had a huge fear of being put under, especially for like something like a long surgery, but obviously I had no choice but to conquer that fear. Um, and I'm very lucky that they, they fit me in the hospital that's right near my house. They, they got me in as soon as they could for the surgery, so I wasn't waiting around with a broken arm and wrist. Um, pretty much got it right when I got back from Key West. and. Little did I know, the surgery and being put under would be the easy part, and the healing was the hardest. The surgery was so fucking intense. I was in the hospital for several hours after it, like, way longer than they said. They said that I was going to be out of there in, in two hours after the surgery, but I was really in, in the ER um, for about six or seven hours after the surgery because I was shaking, crying, screaming, the pain that that rolled in after the nerve block was was wearing off um, was just unbearable. It was it was terrifying. What they do, what they did was they they shot my neck and my nerves with these huge needles before the surgery, which clicked off all the nerves in my left side of my body. So um, I guess that's their way of numbing the body and. So before I was put under anesthetics, I felt my entire left side of my body, you know, it was, it was numb. I couldn't feel anything. It was, it was really fucking crazy. Um, so once that started to wear off, which the doctors and, and the surgeons said that it wouldn't wear off for a couple hours, it wore off 20 minutes after surgery. And I don't know, maybe that's why the pain was so terrible, but it was I, I couldn't I couldn't even breathe it got to the point where I couldn't breathe and I, I remember Joel was there with me 
and like I was just shaking and trembling and holding his hand and like rocking side to side like I felt insane I feel like I kind of blacked out that part of my life because even though I can remember that day very vividly the pain is only a memory in my psyche thank god like I can't I can't really tune in to how painful it was physically. I only remember how I felt emotionally. And, you know, they kept, <laughs> they kept giving me morphine and Percocet. And I, th- I think I probably got like three or four different morphine drips. And then it got to the point that each morphine drip would, would wear off in like 15 or 20 minutes. And then they, it, they, they had to, to start telling me like, we can't keep giving you morphine because the pain's going to get worse and worse every time that, that the morphine drip wears off. So I said, okay, I mean, I just want to go home. So I remember that day sucked so bad. Oh, and just to make, just to make things even better or worse or whatever, I got my period that morning of the surgery. So I... When I got to the surgery in the morning, I told the the nurse who was checking me in, like, oh, I have my moon cycle, like, am I allowed to have a tampon in during surgery? No, you can't. So this woman had to help me take my tampon out. She had to help me put a pad on my underwear before I went into surgery. And then I think it was the same woman, she helped me go to the bathroom she she wiped me after I went to the bathroom. She helped me get dressed. She helped me put the pad on. I hadn't I hadn't felt so degraded in my life, but also so grateful and so I felt like an angel was helping me. Like I had never had anyone do that for me before, and obviously I know it's her job to do that, but I felt so taken care of and I was just like, this is life. This is fucking life right now. I've I've got my period and this nurse is helping me put a pad on and this is just how it is. And I just had to surrender and I was just like, you know what? Thank you so much. Like I had been through everything and I had gotten to that point and nothing was going to make me feel worse and I was just grateful that she was helping me. So that was probably one of my rock bottoms in my life. I would say I remember that vividly and just how how um, how little I felt and how I felt so sorry for my body I felt so sorry for what what I feel like I did to it because I feel like I manifested this but um, eventually so uh, Joel brought me home and he slept over that night because I was in so much pain and I remember waking up in the middle of the night shaking and trembling and I had to take Percocet around the clock. If I didn't take a Percocet every three hours, the excruciating pain, I just couldn't handle it. Like, and I, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain, but it was just throbbing, aching, heaviness, pinching, like burning, like like a knife was just like stabbing my arm. And I mean... I got I got pins and needles and and metal plates in my arm. That's fucking crazy if you think about it. Like 
there's objects put into my arm to put it back together and it terrified me that I wouldn't be able to like use my arm in the same way as I did before the injury but you know that was beyond me so post-surgery um basically what happened was that they they put all the the plates and everything in in my bones to make to heal the bone to put it back together stitched me up but my wrist they actually put a pin in my wrist through the bone and it was sticking out of my wrist and then they put the cast over it so this pin was actually holding my wrist together for about eight weeks and that was probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever felt because I couldn't move my arm a certain way or I would feel the pin dig into my bone it was like you could just feel it like no matter what I did brushing my teeth brushing my hair lifting my arm a certain way it was like you felt I felt that pin all day every day but um, post-surgery I remember feeling the biggest wave of exhaustion I've ever felt in my life I've never been um, through a surgery like that. I, I think the the most intense surgery I've been through was when I was like five and I got my tonsils taken out and I barely remember that. After this, the arm break surgery, there were hours spent on my bed, delirious from the pain, anxious from feeling trapped in my body, that I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, I felt like I was a prisoner. Even just getting up from lying down felt strenuous because I only had one arm to lift myself up. I would lay there emotionally paralyzed and this was the dead summer of Miami. It gets up to like 110 degrees here, humid, hot, and I was in a sling and a cast. My body felt like it was heavy and incapable to even move some days, but for sure those days after the surgery were the hardest. Um, but even though, you know, those days after the surgery were difficult, I still managed to go to a reggae concert a few days after my surgery with one of my really good friends, Chantal. If you're listening, Chantal, I love you. Chantal has my same birthday, 12-12, and we met through, um, our friend Zach, and I remember she was like, do you want to go to this concert with me? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go. I mean, I'm, I'm on perks. I got my CBD. Let's fucking do it. And, and we went, we got in for free somehow. It was fucking amazing. So that helped. And just kind of finding any bit of normalcy in my life that helped to, to feel grounded. And then I somehow still taught yoga after my surgery. Like I still taught every class with my sling, feeling all crazy, even though I couldn't really do anything other than walk and talk the entire time, I still taught and it was, it was actually like really, it was an awesome experience. It was a learning experience because it pushed me into this space of not being able to demonstrate anything. Like literally I couldn't do anything. So my verbal cues and the way that I taught got even stronger than it was. And I used my injury to help the students in the class. Basically, I would say to them, like, use this this time that, you know, I'm teaching with my sling and everything. I obviously can't, I can't show you guys all the postures. So take advantage of this and use this time to really tune in to your listening skills. 
and see if you can get even more present because since you can't look at me and since, you know, I'm not going to be showing you guys everything, like I, I normally don't do that anyways, but for newer students, maybe they, they expect the teacher to. But I use that and I, I told them, tap into your senses, tap into your sense of hearing and really zone in on what's going on. Listen to every cue that I tell you guys and really connect to your body through the cues. So that was cool. And it's kind of funny because, well, not funny, but um, I was taking tons of Kratom and CBD and Percocets for probably a month, a month and a couple weeks, the Percocets after the surgery. So, you know, I, I, I had to because I would get these waves of intense pains where my bone was broken and I couldn't go through a class feeling like that. So the Percocets really did help and I feel like I low-key was starting to get like a little bit addicted to that because it was making me feel disconnected from my emotions um, and my anxiety and my depression. And I know that it's kind of funny because I know I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently that have said that opiates in small doses can be used for anxiety and depression and I feel like I'm a living example of that because the Percocets were very low dose and I I wasn't abusing them I was taking them for the pain and even though it is a narcotic um, I think it was just helping me get through this this hard time of my life it was it's the hardest time of my life I think I was all by myself. I had nobody really taking care of me for the most part. Um, and just having the pain pills, it did help. And I'm, I'm not ashamed of that at all. It helped me get in the zone of teaching my classes. And it's, it's kind of crazy because there would be times where I felt like shit going into a class. I would take a perk or two. And coming out of class there would be people that have said like oh my god that was the best class I've ever had like like I don't know how you do it and I was like I don't know how I do it either (laughs) I don't even know I think that it's fight or flight and when you're injured like that your body really starts to rev up and it's like all right time to heal time to take care of business and when something traumatic happens in the body it's it's pretty crazy how how quickly the body will start to try and heal. And just for an example, um, around this time, I was still suffering with my hormonal acne, probably worse than ever because in the summer in Miami with the heat and the, the humidity and the sun and all that, my, my hormonal breakouts were just getting insane. And when the arm break happened and then surgery and that all happened, my skin started to clear up. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, maybe my my hormones, my adrenaline and everything is being used to heal the arm. And there's there's no more, you know, stress that can be taken out on my on my face and my skin. So I was like, wow, it just it really put things into perspective. And then all of a sudden, as my arm was healing, my lower back pain and my hip pain went away. It was almost like my body was like, all right, listen, we're putting everything else on hold and we're going to take care of the arm. 
and then once we can get the arm stable and everything then then we'll give you back your acne and your your lower back pain and your hip pain and I was like (laughs) I I don't know I feel like I just I became really really truly connected to what was going on in my body and I think that's really what was going on and the kratom helped a lot I'm not fucking kidding and I I don't I I know that people are anti-kratom but I I don't have an addictive personality anymore and I don't I don't agree with the whole once an addict always an addict um if you've never heard the podcast the ignited podcast um it's all about recovery and addiction and all that and the doctor who is in charge of that podcast um he is kind of against the whole stigma of people saying like oh once an addict always an addict or you know once once you're an addict you can't ever have that that you can't ever have a drink again or you can't you can't ever smoke weed again or you can't ever you know have a pain pill again like there's a difference between accepting that that you had a rough patch in your life and then there's a difference between putting yourself in that box and saying that that you'll never recover that's just how you are like that's just not I don't think that's correct you know I I thank God that I had CBD and Kratom and the Percocets because if I didn't then who knows if I would be able to get through all of my classes that I taught and I still needed to make a living and I couldn't bartend I couldn't waitress so I was I was literally like digging myself in into a financial hole and that's actually why I had to make a GoFundMe and I found out that my um my bills for the ER are over ten thousand dollars and and that's not even including the surgery so if you're interested in helping me out or donating to my GoFundMe I'll put the link in my show notes so yeah thank God for CBD thank God for Kratom and I'll also put my discount code for Kratom in the show notes California Kratom is where I get my Kratom now and the discount code is gypsy15 and I don't make any money off of it I just I just get these discount codes because I know that you guys are going to ask for them and I like to help you guys out. So when I was in the process of healing, um, I would drift into this fearful state of wondering how long that I would be healing for and when will I be able to put the least amount of pressure on my fingertips? When will I be able to brush my teeth with my left hand? When will I be able to hold my mug with my left hand? When will I be able to to wear leggings? Because in this time of me um, teaching yoga, even though I was injured, uh, this is when my my love for sweatpants occurred. (laughs) And I wasn't able to put leggings on by myself for the entire summer three months I couldn't put leggings on I didn't even give a shit I wasn't going to ask somebody to help me put on leggings so I had to resort to all my comfy sweatpants all of my my pajama pants and and yeah I I couldn't wear leggings so I was super comfy the whole three months that I taught with my 
with my cast, my sling, my braces, whatever. I didn't have the strength to wear normal clothes. I didn't have the strength to put on jeans. I didn't have the strength to put on really anything other than the same sweatpants that I would wear all the time. And not being able to do normal everyday things like grocery shop, open up open up my kombucha, um, you know, I couldn't work out, obviously, it became pretty non-existent, it, although I still got away with doing some short sauna sessions, um, even though I wasn't supposed to, I still did it anyways, like little, little sessions, just to stretch, just to get my mind clear, because when I'm in the sauna, that's, that's when I meditate, that's when I breathe, that's when I stretch, that's when I feel good, and even though I was told I shouldn't, you know, I'm not a big fan of rules, so I figured out ways to do it. And I would use the infrared sauna a little bit more than than the sweaty, sweaty sauna, which I think the infrared really helped a lot. Um, it was basically like I did a hot yoga session with my cast on, and then I would, like, dry it. I would use my hair dryer, you know, whatever. And I got through it. But, you know, I just, I was put, I was forced into this, this life that I, I felt so out of control that it got to the point that I just had to surrender and I had to give all of my control up to the universe. And I said, you fucking take care of it. Like, I, I can't think anymore. I can't, I can't cry anymore. I can't worry anymore. Um, I just did what I had to do. I got through each day and that was my goal. Each morning wasn't, what am I going to do? Productive, productive, this, that, da, 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 da. No, my main goal was to get through the day. My main goal was to stay hydrated, was to take my medicine, was to get some sun. The sun helped me so much, guys. If you're injured, please go outside and get sun. I, even if it's cold out, go for a walk outside. If, if, you, if you're not able to walk, I'm sorry, but try to go outside and get, get some kind of outdoor therapy, nature therapy. Um, I spent a lot of time in the sun and doing rituals and things that made me feel whole and connected to my center. I would go outside, I would put my mat outside, even though I was wearing a sling or a cast, depending on what phase of my my healing. And even though I had the pin in my wrist, I found ways to move and breathe. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you remember this in the summer, how every day I would post pictures and stories and uh, myself flowing outside in the sun. And it was that was my natural version of hot yoga. And I got tan and I felt good, and I used my, my coconut oil, and I listened to podcasts and music, and I was in my own little fucking world. There were days that I didn't leave my house, and that's all I did, and then I went and taught yoga, and that was my day, and to me, that was a fucking productive day. Staying hydrated, doing my yoga, getting sun, um, keeping my body limber, keeping my body open, because that's what's going to help us heal. If we, if we can keep a strong body, um, that's a huge part of healing. And I remember um, talking to one of my, my good friends, Andres, which, funny story, he has the same birthday as me as well. So 
I've been meeting so many people with 12-12 birthdays. It's like, it's really fucking crazy. But um, when this happened, he basically said, oh, well, since you can't work out your arms, focus on legs and core. Focus on your booty. Focus on your thighs. Focus on your core. And I was like, dude, that's such a good idea. Like, I'm going to focus on Pilates and doing legs and doing, like, you know, lunges and squats and all these different things with my aerobic band and core. I went ham on core. I'm not even kidding you guys. I had a six pack throughout the whole summer, even though I couldn't really like run. I couldn't do cardio really. And I couldn't do weight training. Um, I had a six pack the entire time because I did core every single day. That was the one thing that I could do that didn't strain, 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 sorry, my, my wrist, my arm. Um, and, I just made it a habit and I'll try to I'll try to post a video of my go-to core routine maybe I'll do it in like a hyperlapse but I'll try to post a video on my Instagram so that you guys can see and I'll also put like right in the show notes um, my favorite core exercises but um I think that the sun really helped my healing and there's a woman who takes my class. She's this older woman, and she's all into Ayurveda, and she's also a massage therapist and a Reiki healer. And she told me when I was in the middle, like the beginning stages of my healing, to drink lots of carrot juice, lots of ginger juice, lots of dates, and um, parsley, and get a lot of sun. And I really did take her advice, and I think that those things really did work. Um, One of the hardest things about being injured and living by yourself, um, even though I live with roommates, uh, the one roommate that I had didn't give a fuck about me, so she wasn't going to help me at all. But um, one of the most challenging things was that I couldn't do my hair. And I have really long hair, so... I would go weeks with the same messy bun and it's so funny (laughs) to think back like Joel if you're listening to this you probably aren't but if you are you're the shit and like when we were in Key West when this happened I tried to stay as positive as I could and I I literally couldn't couldn't lift my left arm at all and I didn't know how I was going to do my hair and it was so hot so I I kept wearing it in buns and we had to look up a YouTube video to show him how to do a messy bun for me. And he was in charge of my my messy buns for the, the next few weeks because I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do it. And, and I even remember when my yoga retreat happened. Um, the yoga retreat was at the end of August. So I still had my cast. I still had my pin in my wrist and the girls were so helpful they helped me do my hair they braided my hair they brushed my hair they helped me get dressed they helped me like put things away they they were just so amazing and I was so afraid to teach this yoga retreat with my broken arm and everybody was just so like they embraced it and they let me embrace it too and um the hike that we went on during my yoga retreat was probably the most intense hike that I've ever been on in my life 
And mind you, I had my, my cast on and my pin. And if I were to fall and fall on my arm, the pin would have dug into my bone and fucked up the whole surgery and I could have rebroke my arm. So it was high stress for me. Like, I didn't want to not go on, on the hike because this was my first yoga retreat, CBD yoga retreat, and I, I wanted to be with the girls. And they were so helpful. Everybody helped me, held my hand, made sure I was okay during, like, the slippery parts. And when when the hike was done, we got to this beautiful blue lagoon filled with water. And that is the picture that I used for this episode if you go on my um if you ever go on my Instagram and you go, you know, into my recent posts, there's tons of photos of me with my cast. And even though I had that cast and I wasn't feeling like my tip top self, um, the the photographer really captured my emotion during that day. It was a very emotional day and a very strengthening day and spiritual day because that hike was that was a challenge for all of us and we all got through it together. So the the healing process took a while. It took longer than I thought it was going to take, but that's just part of the journey. And even when I think, even when I thought that the healing process was going to take a while, um, and I didn't, I didn't have any answers. I didn't have any direct answers from from the doctors of when I was going to get my cast off and my pin taken out and this and that. Um, I had to stay present. I had to stay in the moment and I couldn't live my life wishing that it was three months ahead because that isn't a way to live. Even in our hardest months, we shouldn't want to fast forward because then we're just, we're wasting our lives, we're missing out. And I think this is, this is what helped me realize like, even though this is a really challenging time in my life, I'm going to use this as fuel to dig within me and find every bit of satisfaction and every bit of happiness and every bit of enjoyment and passion and clarity and happiness that I can even though I'm healing my arm and it was so painful. Um, It's, you know, hoping that it's three months away, three months ahead is not a way to live and I, I wanted to enjoy every moment that I had. I was feeling shattered before I even shattered my wrist. Like I was feeling depressed. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling lost. And I didn't really know what I was doing with my life, even though I was sober and I went to I went to Bali a couple months before that. I had taught my CBD yoga um, workshop at Wanderlust in, in Hollywood. So things were going really well, but I was still kind of feeling like, what am I doing with my life? I'm teaching yoga, but like, I want something more. And I just felt kind of overwhelmed and didn't know what, where my life was going. But, you know, shattering my wrist and breaking my arm actually made me feel more put together than before it made me vulnerable it made me able to connect to people easier it made my conversations more pure it made me walk into the yoga space that I'm teaching at with no filter because everyone knew that I was in pain everyone knew that I was suffering and even though they knew that I was suffering, they still came to my class, they gave me their energy, and that helped me. 
um, a lot. And also what came with my injury was my clairvoyant ways were completely heightened. Um, I, I began receiving downloads and ideas and thoughts and my words were more wholesome and honest and it's like this this whole this whole dimension of my teaching unlocked when I broke my arm um I would go in there and I wouldn't plan anything like I I normally never plan anything but um it was like all these all these words and thoughts and downloads hit me so hard and I would I would speak my mind I would speak my truths through my pain through my suffering to everyone in the class and I I just remember how how the energy was so so high especially in my equinox classes like holy shit the guys and the girls that take my class there it's another fucking level I sometimes I leave there and I'm just like what just happened like whoa it's it's gnarly um so thank you if you're listening and you're one of my students at Equinox. You helped me so much get through that that period of my life. And I've told you guys this, but you guys heal me just like I heal you through what I bring to the, the class. It's a two-way road. When you're a yoga teacher and when you're a student, you're healing each other. And everyone in this space is healing one another. So it's funny how breaking my body has helped me glue together pieces of my mental clarity um my mind was kind of molding into some sort of other dimension a dimension of less bullshit to be honest I didn't have time to worry about Instagram I didn't have time to scroll and compare my body and compare my life and my lack of love and relationship lack of sex what the fuck ever there is no time for that shit it was fight or flight it was grind mode it was healing mode it was I gotta take care of myself I gotta work I gotta teach I gotta take care of myself and I gotta take care of my life so if you're going through an injury this is what you need to do put away all the distractions put away all the toxic people tell them to come back in your life when when you're ready for them but if you're going through a heavy time and you're really need, needing to focus 100% of your energy on healing yourself and they're just weighing you down or maybe they're they're just they always need your reassurance they 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 need more energy of you you need to be honest and tell them listen come back in a few months i i need i need this time to heal you know this unfortunate quote unquote injury that I went through or that you're going through is just a calling in a different form. I'm being called to start helping others on a more intense level and since I know what it feels like to be severely injured and crippled, I can now open my mind to that student that needs my help because before I couldn't really open my mind fully because I had never broken a limb. I had never been through crazy surgery. So I was only helping in in the ways that I could help. But now I feel like I can truly help somebody who's injured um, and help them emotionally get through it. Um, I'm just a living example of, of what we can get through. And even, you know, still while I was healing... I was tuning into my clairvoyant senses and I knew that 
it's a it was a calling to challenge myself in ways that I wouldn't be able to do before. I was challenging myself to be more compassionate, to be more vulnerable, to show everyone, you know, who potentially only knew one side of me from my physical body and my perfect practice and whatever, that I was much more than that, that I was a hard worker, that I, I, I delivered, even though I was in pain, I came, I taught, I delivered, and I, I was there, and I think that my injury showed my students and my yoga community how much I care about them and how much I take my job seriously and how much I love teaching yoga and I think that my injury was a blessing in disguise because it helped me connect to my students so much more like holy shit guys like it was like the curtains had been just drawn down naked nothing to hide and every student of mine I feel such more of a connection to them now and it's I fucking am so grateful for that you know, this injury made me realize that I am much, much more than just my physical body. That yoga is much more than just the physical practice and much more than just pretty photos and videos on Instagram. I have so many words ready to explode out of my mind about how how an injury is a blessing. And that being injured doesn't put you in a box of what you can and can't do. The only thing that could put you in a box and tell you what you can and can't do is your mind. There are people in wheelchairs that do marathons. There are people who are obese that do marathons. There are people who have mental learning disabilities who are living life every day and getting through the fucking day even though they are having a really rough time and these times of being injured physically emotionally mentally this is the universe giving us a mission to heal ourselves and it's okay to lean on on other people as well it's okay to ask for help So, finally, when I got my cast off and my pin taken out of my arm, etc., my arm felt like an alien arm, and I remember the day vividly. I, they wrapped my arm up with, with gauze, and I, they asked me to start moving it around, and I, I looked at my arm, and I, I was like telling my, my brain was telling my arm to move, but my arm wouldn't move. And I couldn't move my wrist. It was stuck. It was frozen. I felt fragile. I felt scared. I felt like my arm didn't belong to my body. But it obviously did because my tattoo was there. I saw where they did the incision, which was right over my root chakra tattoo on my wrist. They split it in open, like right through the fucking center of it. And the scar is so gnarly. It's just literally right in the middle of my of my root chakra and if that's not symbolism I don't know what the fuck is because my root chakra has been something that I have been trying to heal since high school since my my parents divorced and since I never felt like I had a home and I had a broken home and I I never felt I never felt uh like I had a strong 
root chakra. Like I just, I, I've always known this. And when this happened, when the injury happened, that was the push that I needed to solidify my home practice. My, I, I became more introverted. I became very nurturing to myself. And my root chakra began to heal itself while I was healing my arm. And family and friends who truly, truly cared about me stepped into my life at this time. And that's what kind of made me realize who really cared and who didn't. Um, I want to go into what I used during my healing process as far as healing remedies and supplements. So as I mentioned before, I obviously used CBD and Kratom and the Percocets, but that was just for a month, the Percocets. I also used SheLegit, and I will put the discount code in my show notes as well. Um, Pure Himalayan SheLegit, can't talk, is known to help heal the body in miraculous ways. And it's funny because I had wanted to try SheLegit for a really long time, and then this company reached out to me and was like, yeah, like, we'll send you a little sample, this and that. And then they found out that I broke my arm and they kept sending me little samples of Shilajit all summer. Thank God, because I, I really think that that helped me with my, my recovery process because my arm healed pretty quickly compared to, to other people's scenarios. And for that, I'm really grateful. Um even to this day, I can't do like plank and I can't do handstand and I can't do um, like push-ups and stuff like that because there's a lot of fascia tissue and there's a lot of scar tissue in my wrist, but the SheLegit really helped and I upped my calcium, I upped my sun intake, um, I stopped drinking caffeine, like I was already done drinking caffeine anyway, but caffeine can really fuck up the adrenals and your hormones and I didn't need any of that. So I upped my mushroom powders, I was taking ashwagandha, I was taking reishi um, and all my elixirs and all of that and I spent a lot of time outside sweating and moving in my backyard as I had said before and I used a little bit of sauna, a little bit of infrared sauna, and drank lots and lots of water. I drank a lot of charcoal lemonade, and I just remember staying very, very hydrated. Um, Lots of lemon, turmeric, ginger. I drank tiny tea and your tea during the summer. Lots of, of citrus, lots of fruit. I, I ate a lot of fruit in the summer. Um, and I was still vegan in the summer as well. So, yeah, lots of self-care, lots of showers, lots of, of CBD oils, lots of essential oils, um, lots of aromatherapy, yin and restorative yoga. And lastly, but not least, I visualized my arm healing fast. I visualized it, guys, and I know this sounds kind of wooey or whatever if if you're not into this, but I knew that if I stayed in my toxic mental state that, that I was in before my arm broke, then it would take a really long time for my arm to heal, and I was worried that my 
my mental state was going to sabotage myself and make my healing prolonged. So I said, get the fuck out of your way, stop self-sabotaging, and I started visualizing myself able to do a forearm stand again. I started with my eyes closed envisioning myself being able to move my wrist and, and you know, do wrist circles because for the longest time I couldn't. I couldn't even, I couldn't even nudge my wrist. It felt like a block was just inside of my arm. So I visualized and I connected to gratitude and I believed that everything that I was doing was going to work and all of the supplements and all of the self-care rituals and routines that was going to help me heal fast and I was going to get back on track fast. This whole experience opened my true inner self and my own capability of being strong and also being alone. Um, I didn't like to rely on people throughout my injury. I still went grocery shopping I with one arm. I still ran errands. I still cleaned my house to the point that I could and I didn't want anybody to help me because I needed this to strengthen my my living technique. I needed this to make me a stronger human and to be able to get out of a funk on my own. So another dimension of my life has been unlocked for sure since this happened to me. You know, my root chakra is beginning to feel healed. I feel grounded. I feel stable. I've been in my house that I live in for about three years and now I'm finally about to move and moving out of my house is scary but I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm ready to heal my financial wounds. I'm ready to heal my inner child. I'm ready to heal my relationships and my friendships and I'm just grateful that this happened when I was in my 20s and and not down the road when I'm in my 40s because it would probably take longer for my body to heal if I'm in my 40s or my 50s. And most importantly, this injury made me get out of the toxic ways that I was thinking and being. The old me would have played the victim if anything happened to me, um, and that's the easy way out. Now, after this has all happened, you know, it just made me realize that shit happens. Breaking your arm, shit happens. Um, my, my inner self, my highest self, my, my intuition, my gut, I feel like these have all been strengthened through this, this reality check. And I've learned to find glimpses of light and truth even in the fucked up scenarios, just like breaking my arm and surgery and all that, true colors came out exactly when I needed a slap of reality. And I always thought that I was positive and I could find the light in the dark and gratitude and abundance. But this injury actually made me realize that I had a lot of work to do. And I have become a different teacher, a better teacher, a better friend, a better human, more compassionate, more vulnerable, a better writer. And 
it's deepened my passion for CBD and Kratom and all these other forms of healing like heat therapy and cryotherapy and it makes me want to help people who are also injured. The situations that are put into our lives, they're here to make us stronger and smarter. It sucks when something like this happens, if, if you're injured, if you got in a car accident, if you need surgery, like, of course, it sucks. But all we can do is try to dig for gratitude and be present, and even though shit is crazy, still trying to live in the moment and find tools to help you find clarity and contentment and happiness. Get into your toolbox dig around, do what you have to do, find new habits, journal, um, find ways to get out of your head and into reality and help other people because helping other people really helped me heal. Teaching yoga throughout my entire healing process helped me heal faster. So... I hope that this all helped, and if you're injured, my heart goes out to you, and I know that you can get through it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. I appreciate your time, your energy, and I read every review that you guys leave, and I've been really enjoying seeing you guys screenshot and tag me on Instagram and show me what you guys are up to and keep sending me questions and concerns and topics that you'd like to hear on the podcast i'm doing this not only for me it's for you and i feel so much inspiration from you guys because the questions and the topics that you guys send in are like super deep and i'm all about the deep shit um obviously you've been hearing me talk for an hour so Um, I hope this episode helped somebody who is injured or going through a really rough time. Uh, I've been there, and we can all get through it. I know it's hard. Um, Share the episode with somebody in need, and be sure to rate and review if you can. Leave me a five-star rating if that's what you feel like I deserve. And if you leave a review, take a screenshot, send me your review, and I will share that in my stories, and I will um, shout you out in my stories as well. And I just want to let you guys know that I'm so appreciative of you. Thank you so much for being part of my life and this podcast. And let me know what you guys want to hear about, topics, questions, concerns, all the things. Hope you are having an amazing day, week, morning, night, whatever time it is. Um, Stay true to yourself. Stay on your path. Stay focused on your self-care routines and your rituals that make you feel good. And make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to make you feel like you're the best version of yourself. Try not to be around somebody who's going to make you feel less than you really are. And that's all I got. Till next time, see ya.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.